When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. This may come as a surprise to you, but I was somewhat of a smartass at the youthful age of 21, and I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying to yourself. You're saying to yourself, no, there's no way that the James Patrick that I know and love so dearly could ever be so cynical, such a snarky curmudgeon. Well, dear listener, the truth is that cynicism is a part of my DNA. It's much a part of my DNA is adenine, guanine, cytosine, and thymine. I had to look those up on Google. Apparently, they're parts of DNA, supposedly. So there was a girl when I was 21 who I had a light to moderate crush on. I was attempting to swoon, said girl. And one evening, she invited me to join her at a meeting, which in her words were, quote, I would absolutely love this meeting because of who I was and how much my brain worked. Now, this was an obnoxiously obvious placation of my ego, but I'm okay with that. And I accepted. But I accepted under one simple condition, that if this meeting ended up being a pyramid scheme, I would walk out of the meeting. Kind of an asshole. That's a better way to describe me as 21. I was kind of an asshole. The meeting was held at a conference room at this small hotel near the university, which was normally rented out by parents of students during homecoming weekend. But on this evening, it featured a keynote speaker who everyone in the room seemed to know and seemed to revere as a celebrity, but I had absolutely no clue who this human being was. And for over the next 35 minutes, which truthfully, I actually believe was 47 years, he talked about this amazing opportunity, an opportunity to create economic freedom, to become an entrepreneur, to take control of our lives for the first time ever. And all we had to do was onboard with this company, which was wholesaling vacation trips at a discount. They practically sell themselves, he exclaimed. Now, at some point, he started discussing the structure of the company and how it differed from that of a normal corporate org chart, and he did this on a whiteboard, or maybe maybe it was a PowerPoint. My memory's a little fuzzy on that fact, but what did happen next, I remember in explicit detail, because I ripped a piece of paper out of my journal, and I drew a company org chart on one side, and then I drew a pyramid on the other side, and then I drew an arrow guiding from the org chart to the pyramid. And with a not-so-subtle flick of my wrist, I handed that piece of paper to my date. I stood up, and I walked out, just like I said I would. Piece of shit. That was a better way to describe me at 21. Piece of shit. But I was not wrong to have my alerts up at this time. Because unfortunately, 10 years later, I did not have my alerts up. My name is James Patrick. This is the Beyond the Image podcast, and today we're going to talk about the bullshit of fantasy marketing.
When did the image of success become so shallow and cookie cutter? It's carefree entrepreneurship, sprawling homes, and curated aesthetics, all wrapped up in a simplified social media post, rife with the latest buzzwords explaining how you're just one manifestation away from the life of your dreams. But building thriving businesses and positioning yourself as a leader in any industry has little to do with hitting these external validations and everything to do with cutting through the crap and getting to work. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, marketing strategist, and your host in this discussion. I've spent decades studying the mechanics of success so I could reverse engineer the process. Together, let's specifically define what success means to you and determine the steps to get you there. With real strategies, exclusive interviews, and game-changing ideas you can implement into your life and business. It's time to go beyond the facade, beyond the posturing, beyond the image to create real change personally and professionally. This is the Beyond the Image Podcast. By the time I was in my 30s, I was running several businesses and working aggressively to scale each of them. And unbeknownst to me at the time, I was negatively contrasting my life against those I saw online. Those lounging beside pools, leaning against nice cars, working away on laptops while wearing sunglasses because only losers like me work indoors. I saw them traveling. I saw them staying at fancy hotels. I saw them enjoying lavish dinners. And all these experiences left me dripping with envy. And I started to succumb to a series of narrative themes, attending large events, making me believe that I was not empowered yet, that I was not elite yet, that I was not in control yet, that I was not a powerhouse yet. But I could be. So past the fucking Kool-Aid, I was in. I bought the books. I downloaded the podcast. I watched the webinars. And I attended the conferences. I applied and, of course, got accepted into masterminds. I engaged with coaches. But that wasn't the actual problem. What the actual problem was I became part of the show, part of the facade. I dressed the part. I spoke the part. I acted the part. I espoused to others, which was espoused upon me. I have this photo of me. I'm stepping off a fucking helicopter atop a sky-rise building in downtown Los Angeles wearing one of my flashiest suits. You can have this life too. This photo, as much as I love this image, symbolizes to me everything that is critically wrong within our industry. See, the story behind this photo is it was taken at a mastermind that I was a part of, which was a fancy way of saying it was a group of individuals who were coached and trained to start their own groups of individuals. And around the time this photo was taken, I had two very serious revelations. The first was that the coach who was teaching me was actually teaching others to do the exact same thing as myself. Not in specific tactics, but the entire strategy, the entire predication of what they said would be unique and special and different for me and my business is the same thing that they were teaching others. So it had nothing to do with me or my gifts or my talent or my experience or my background or my network. 
It was a copy and paste. And I literally watched this coach encourage another one of our mastermind members who have also was accepted into the program despite not having the financial hurdle that we're all supposed to to be at, a, a, a minimum that we're all supposed to be achieving in order to get into this mastermind. And I know that because their business was failing. They were living with their parents because their business was failing. And our same coach encouraged them to launch their own mastermind so they can teach others how to launch a business, but really so that they could make money. So a person whose business failed launches a mastermind to teach people how to launch a business. And sure as hell it worked. The second revelation I had was during a session at the same mastermind where we were asked to unapologetically brag about our business accomplishments. And I watched dozens of these entrepreneurs discuss their customers as nothing more than just numbers, statistics, how many units were sold, how many were upsold, how many were retained, how many were convinced to pay more than their original service was worth. It was one of the coldest and most shallow displays of elitism that I've ever witnessed. And when it came to my point during this bragathon, I brought the fact that we need to recognize that these numbers are human beings who are investing us, and it's incumbent upon us to actually deliver results. But no one seemed to care about that. They all just kind of stared at their phones. But see, that was a turning point, opening my eyes and pushing me away from this shitfluence. Now, I now consider myself a recovering influencer. And I want you to look out for what had entrapped me. So warning signs to look out for. The first is that in order to be empowered, you have to do something more than what you're doing. What you're doing is not enough to be empowered, according to them. Maybe you're a mom. That's not enough. Maybe you're working a nine-to-five job. That's not enough. But selling leggings or essential oils, that is enough. Attending this powerhouse conference, that's enough to empower you. The second is any indication that your network or your friends are holding you back. I talked about this on the show last week, about you're the sum of the five people closest to you and the dangers of this creating a closed system. They only want you to connect with others who are in the system. Why? It continues to feed the system. And anyone who speaks bad about what you're doing, guess what? They just don't get it. Those out there, they'll say. Those out there, they just don't get it. They don't understand. They're trying to get you to turn those people away because those are the people who are speaking sense to you. The third is that they indicate or hint that there's a secret that they have access to that others don't have, 
or that cannot be achieved through a tradi- traditional system, like a regular job. That maybe there's some shortcut or, or, or something that's easily accessible. You just don't see it. It's so easily accessible. It's just beyond your reach. You just don't know the little steps to take. It's emotional manipulation. To shame and guilt you into feeling that you're not successful enough and that you're trapped where you currently are. And they have the key to unlock that. The fourth is that their messaging will focus on the results, on the outcome, on the lifestyle, but not the actual work to get there. They'll hit upon aspirations with goal-oriented language. Be your own boss. Take control of your life. Establish your economic freedom. But none of the messaging teaches you how to do those things. The fifth is that any of their lessons that they do dive into will primarily focus on mantras or manifestation or borderline psychology principles that you can learn in a community college class. They teach you that instead of teaching strategy, instead of teaching tactics. And they do this because it's easier, it's more in vogue, it's more popular, or maybe because it doesn't actually deliver results and it keeps you needing them. Maybe they do not want to admit where their money comes from. The sixth is that they'll spend a tremendous amount of time talking about their community, their family, as it were, or if they're being culturally inappropriate, their tribe. It's all about the tribe. Join the family. We're just a community. The seventh is that if things do not work out, that was your fault. Despite how easy it was, which they indicated earlier, despite the fact that you only need a few things and you could live the life of your dreams and establish your freedom, if you don't, it was because you didn't work hard enough. They didn't talk about working hard. It's because you didn't stay long enough. Well, they didn't say there was a time limit. There's always an out that gives them deniability. I was reading an article in Psychology Today, and I'm just going to paraphrase some of what was in this article. But it was talking about the relationship between cults and influencers who are selling MLMs leveraging social media, and it talks about gaining undue influence using what the writer calls the BITE model, B-I-T-E. B is for behavioral control. This type of control is about dictating who a person is and what they do. Behavioral control can include restricting what types of food a person eats, what they wear, when they sleep, when they're allowed, or who they are allowed to associate with. Financial exploitation, manipulation, or dependence is also a very key component of behavioral control. Individualism is discouraged and groupthink is encouraged. That's ringing some bells. The I stands for information control. 
To exert undue influence, cults will often withhold or distort information to make it more acceptable or simply flat out lie. Information control involves using deception, discouraging access to non-cult sources of information, encouraging spying on each other, and producing propaganda such as newsletters, YouTube videos, movies, and other media. Yep. T stands for thought control. Cults will also seek to control how members think so that the group doctrine is accepted as truth. Loaded language and cliches are often used to stop critical thinking and reduce complex ideas to platitudes and buzzwords. Often only positive thoughts are allowed. Constructive criticism or questions are immediately shut down. This sounds like every program I've ever been in. And E stands for emotional control. Members of cult experience extreme emotion highs and lows. They're showered with praise one moment and then made to feel guilty, fearful, and unworthy the next. They're told that any problem they experience are their own and never the fault of the leader of the group. The cult insists or instills irrational fears about leaving or questioning the leader's authority. So that's the bite model. So when you think about this, and if you've ever been subjected to this, you begin to see this art of deception. This idea of creating this false narrative to make you believe you don't have enough, and if you just did something a little bit different, you could have what they have. You know, while writing this, I jumped on Instagram, as we all do just randomly, I shit you not, this was the first post I saw from someone that I follow. The first line, and the photos were them on a beach in Tulum, Mexico. The headline reads, creating a life I don't need a vacation from. This has and always will be the goal, and it doesn't need to be some unrealistic dream as most of the world would have you believe. There are many ways to live and work now than ever before because there's so much opportunity around us. We don't need to accept that we'll be working 40 plus hours a week until we're 65. If that floats your boat, great. But for me and many like-minded people out there, we know there's much more to life for for us than that and believe that it's possible for others than it's possible for us too. I can show you how to live the Wi-Fi and dream lifestyle too. So now that you've learned everything you've learned over the course of this episode, how does messaging like that sit with you now? Do you see it as this honest, transparent, open, vulnerable call for others to join to achieve something great? Or do you see it as manipulation? I sure as hell know how I see it. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 